0: Welcome to Unfolding Words. This is episode number 72, What is Written in the Scriptures. I'm your host, Tracy Amorings, and this is the weekly podcast aimed at sharing biblical truth to offer light for your walk and life for your soul. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm wrapping up the Questions of Jesus series With this last question, which I think is one of Jesus's most important questions, what is written in the scriptures? What is written in the scriptures? How do you understand them? And this is the contemporary English version of Luke chapter 10, verse number 26. But I'm going to read it out of the ESV, starting at verse number 25. And it says, one day, an expert in the law stood up to test him. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So this passage of scripture tells us that an expert in the law stood up to basically test Jesus and asked him, what must he do to get eternal life? And Jesus answered the question in classic Jesus style by asking this religious leader a question back. What is written in the law? How do you read it? And when the man quoted the greatest commandment, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. Simple. But this expert in the law or a Bible scholar as we would say today was testing Jesus's own scholarship or his knowledge to see what he would say. But I love how Jesus turned the table on this scholar by implying with his question, you're the scholar, you tell me, how do you interpret what the scripture says? And it's the same question that Jesus is asking you today. How are you to interpret the Bible and how do you do so correctly? And it's not as complex as many of us think. Many people think that you have to have advanced degrees in biblical studies to understand the Bible. And that's just not the case. Understanding the Word of God boils down to common sense and a basic understanding of the Bible. And that it's a written document that's similar to any other work of literature. And as with any other literary work, you have to pay careful attention not to only what the writer is saying, but also to how, what he's saying and what literary techniques or devices he's using to communicate these thoughts. The Bible is not a jigsaw puzzle that God is testing us to see whether or not we can put all the pieces together. That's not how the Bible is designed. We have to be committed to reading and understanding just as we do with any other book we read. And as a follower of Jesus... Our life's work has to be to get an understanding of the book that he left behind for us. When Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, his constant reply back to the devil was, It is written. And one of the first declarations in the ministry of Jesus happened when he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. We see this in Luke 4 and 16. And when this lawyer tempted him, this Bible scholar Jesus asked him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And this phrase, how do you read it, is a present active verb. And in the Greek, it means to read, to know again, to know certainly, to recognize and to discern, to know again. So when Jesus asked this Bible scholar what is written in the law, Jesus was perhaps referring to the phylacteries which these Bible scholars wore on their foreheads and wrists. And this goes back to the Old Testament. These phylacteries were little leather boxes and they came in various sizes from the size of a small hazelnut to a large walnut. Sometimes they were even bigger. And in these leather boxes were little parchment rolls that contained certain scriptures from the Pentateuch the five books of the law. And one of the first great rules concerning the Lord that any good Jewish person would know would be Deuteronomy 6 and 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And this is exactly what this Bible scholar quoted. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 along with Leviticus 19 and 8. Because the Jews had to repeat this every morning and evening and these were the scriptures that appeared on the phylacteries. So Jesus asks him, what is written in the scriptures? Partly because the man had a position where he was to understand and interpret the scriptures, but also because his question was, what should I do to inherit eternal life? So he was directing him right back to the scriptures. So it's not surprising that Jesus would ask, how do you read it? So in a way, the question related to the words, but even more so than the words was the word, capital W, behind all the words, the living word behind the reality, the word that came in the flesh, Jesus Christ himself. How do you read it is really a question about your life in Christ and your life in understanding God. And there are different kinds and qualities of reading when it comes to the public and private reading of scripture, is not about just gaining information. It's about having an understanding which informs how you live out what you've read. So when you read a regular piece of work, a regular novel or piece of literature, you don't read those books in order to inform how you are to live your life. That's not usually how we read popular literature. When it comes to scripture, we read it not just for understanding, but to understand how we are to walk out our lives. And this kind of reading of the scripture requires a deeper reading. And we can think of Mary who sat at Jesus' feet listening to his word. That's the kind of concentration and attention that we should have to the scriptures. The point is that the word which is heard is meant to shape us in its meaning and understanding. The word literally becomes a part of us. In the Book of Common Prayer, it says, Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior. Jesus Christ. The scriptures are written for us, for our purpose, for our learning, and the Latin term for this is doctrine. We read the scriptures for doctrine to understand how to live our lives out for Jesus. And the Bible is not simply opened so that we can make of it what we want. We don't want preachers who twist the word of God in their preaching, so neither should we do that in our reading how do you read it? Let's consider three things concerning this question. First, there's a premise that you can find in the scriptures, the true answer to the question of what must be done to inherit eternal life. When you come to the scriptures, you have to believe that this book contains everything that pertains to life and godliness. Second, There is the assumption that every man is responsible for reading the answer himself. You don't want to get third party information about how to live for God from someone else. You must read the scriptures and get an understanding for yourself how to live for God, because this is an important matter. We're talking about your life here. Third, the scriptures give the same answer to all who faithfully read them. So in verse 26, it's as if Jesus is saying, Look, Bible scholar, God has told men what to do to be saved. It's written in the scriptures, and you, like every other man, must surely read it. What does the Bible say? This is still the only way to receive the correct answer to such an important question. And another important matter to consider is that the law in and of itself, these words on the paper in the Bible, it's a dead letter. Now, let me explain that. Without the Holy Spirit, It cannot accomplish in awakening in you in the heart of a sinner. It has to have the application of the Holy Spirit. In John 16 and 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove, which means to convict and convince, the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they believe not of me. And then in Ephesians 2 and 1, it says, You hath he quickened and were dead in trespasses and sins. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. So when this Bible scholar answered the Lord's question he gave him back scriptures. He had Leviticus 19 and 18 and Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 and 5 clearly memorized. But that dead letter in his head did nothing for his heart. It's the heart that believes unto righteousness. Second Corinthians 3 and 6. Who also made us able ministers of the New Testament? Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So the word lets us know where we need to correct, but the Holy Spirit is what gives us the power to correct and walk according to the word of God. This is what this Bible scholar was ignorant of. Romans 10 verses 9 through 11 say that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Salvation does not come by the dead letter in the head, but by the living word in your heart. And this is why Jesus clearly stated to this legalist, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Bible verses that we memorize can only make us an educated sinner. We have to go beyond just knowing the scriptures. We have to live them out. It's only the word that's hidden in the heart, which causes us not to sin against God. Psalm 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word guides us and leads us into all truth. So in order for you to have a proper relationship with your Bible, you must always keep in mind that God is a spirit. And being in spirit, he seeks only those to worship him in spirit and truth. Jesus also stated, it is a spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. And the words that are speak to you are spirit and life. Scripture is our sole authority today. That's all we have when it comes to understanding how to have eternal life in the Lord. It is referred to as the living word of God. And 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 say, All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, when you're in a predicament or when you have to draw a line in the sand, instead of asking, What would Jesus do? Remember that big craze back in the day with those um, bracelets, WWJD? Instead of asking that question, And taking your best guess, ask instead, what do the scriptures say? The same question posed by Jesus to this Bible scholar. After all, that is what Jesus would say if you asked him what he would do. He will point you right back to the scriptures. So that wraps up our questions of Jesus series. I pray that you go through and pay attention to those questions and see how they're pertinent to your own life. Make sure to visit my website, UnfoldingWords.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there at UnfoldingWords.com slash newsletter dash up. You can get that to find out what I'm rolling out next. And while you're at it, if you find value in this show, I would appreciate a rating in Apple Podcasts, And be sure to tell a friend about the show as well. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you're listening to this before Thanksgiving, I'm wishing you a most blessed Thanksgiving this week. And I'll see you back here next week. Until then, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.